We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. Once again, you can always find the PGP on iTunes, so subscribe for free to the Permission Granted Podcast. Also, it's available on the DA Show podcast feed on iTunes, and it's also available on our website, daoncbs.com. I actually just made it back a little while ago to the studio's from the Pinstripe Bowl over at Yankee Stadium, where I spent the afternoon as Pitt and Northwestern went at it, and Northwestern gets the victory. I was actually at the first Pinstripe Bowl ever in 2010 because Syracuse played in it. It was SU against K-State on a frigid day following one of the biggest snowstorms, blizzards, in New York City's history. So, It was hard to get to. It was freezing. There was snow on the sidelines. They were still clearing snow from the the bleachers when we got there. I just remember being freezing and sitting out in in the bleachers where the bleacher creatures are. But it's a weird setup because it's a baseball stadium. This happens a couple of times each bowl season. Baseball ballparks host football games. And the weirdest thing being there as press today... And I was kind of half press and then half fan because I also filmed the newest episode of Nomad, which comes out next week. By the way, if you want to find all the episodes of Nomad, just remember, it's my name backwards. Damon Nomad. That'll be easy to just Google those two things on YouTube and you'll see the whole series there. The weird thing about it is if you've never watched a football game at a baseball stadium, the 50-yard lines are actually actually arguably the worst seats <laughs> because at least the way that Yankee Stadium is set up both of the 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 50 yard line seats on either side was basically like first base and third base kind of so that's why the seats are set so far back at the 50s now you're at the 50s so you get an even sight line of either side But it was weird today because I guess I noticed for the first time I was there, like I said, as a fan six years ago. But when I was watching from the press box, which was situated in one of the end zones, so the home plate, home plate was kind of generally speaking where the the press box is in one of the end zones. You had a ton of alumni. You could see all of the gold and blue, yellow and blue, on to my left down the third base side at the fifty. And then you had all the purple and black down the first base side at the 50. But those seats were farther than any other seats basically in the stadium outside of the real far upper deck reaches. 
So it was kind of a strange situation. Also, what is strange, I did not realize this, Yankee Stadium's under construction right now, at least the center field. Now, my big problem with Yankee Stadium is that when they built the new one, and I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, so I didn't grow up in the old one, but I went to the old Yankee Stadium a couple of times because a bunch of my friends were Yankee fans, so I ended up going there. I was actually there randomly for David Wells' perfect game. I think I've told that story on the air before. I saw David Wells. Mraz and I saw, saw David Wells at the Super Bowl last year in San Francisco at a bar one night, and I, I went up to him, and I, I said, you know, David, I was I was at your, your perfect game, and I knew that he had heard that about a billion times before, and I said, just so you know, I've got a good story about it. And the story was, I'm not even a Yankee fan, but I was out in the bleachers and a seagull crapped on my forearm in like the seventh inning when everybody was starting to hold their breath. And all the bleacher creatures insisted I could not wipe the bird crap off of my my forearm because it was good luck. So I sat for the final three innings with bird crap, seagull crap on my arm. It was disgusting. I was about to retch and it wasn't even my team, but if I would have wiped it off, I would have gotten beaten up. So I thought that would have won him over, but it did not. It probably didn't help that Mraz had just bought him a round of Jamison shots about five minutes earlier, and I think he had had about 10 or 15 rounds of shots before that, so I think he was just pretty much blurred. Either way, I'd been there before in the new Yankee Stadium. I'm just I'm not a fan because the old one, the old one wasn't the old, old one. They redid, they revamped Yankee Stadium in 1976, 1975, 1976. They shut it down. They revamped it. And so I thought even going to the old Yankee Stadium, and my first time going there was like 1990 maybe, it didn't really feel like Fenway or, or Wrigley. I've been to both those stadiums, and that just felt totally different. Yankee Stadium felt, after they installed all the blue plastic seats, it had the guts, it had the bones, it had small walkways and really kind of narrow tunnels on the upper deck and everything, but it didn't feel like Fenway or Wrigley. But either way, I I realized how much that felt different when I've gone to the new one, because the new one's just huge and antiseptic, and it has no character and no personality. So they've done some cool things. The, the the Hall of Legends or the Hall of, yeah, I think the Hall of Legends where they have these giant banners uh, of each individual player, the greats throughout the years. And on one side of the banners is the old black and white photos of the guys from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And the other side of the guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s is really nice. It's really cool. But overall, you just, you don't get a huge sense of the history of, of Yankee Stadium. I mean, I just, I... To me, I would soak that for everything it's worth in terms of history. I would have banners all over the place, old artifacts all over the place, big monuments all over the place. They've got Monument Park, but it just, it's antiseptic. So anyway, in in deep center field beyond the bleachers, it was, again, just a big concrete gray wall. And now they're doing construction on it because I guess that's going to be the area where there's a playland and for kids, and I guess that's where the breast pumping station is going to be. That made a lot of news here in New York. Francesco went off about that. So I guess that's where it's going to be. And so it was weird today was at the football game. There was like plywood in center in center field, which was the outfield, which was the end zone. So, I mean, the bowl game really felt like an afterthought. I mean, a real serious afterthought. <laughs> the pinstripe bowl felt like. But... Uh, overall, I just, uh, I like bowls, even though I realize they're nonsense. 
and they're simply exhibitions, and anybody that gets bent out of shape over Leonard Fournette or Christian McCaffrey not playing at one is not being true to themselves. To be true to themselves is these are just simply made for TV events. So why are you going to force the players to act like these made-for-TV events are more important than they are? I mean, look look at the games they're sitting out. The, what is it, the, the Citrus Bowl and the Sun Bowl. Today I saw the Pinstripe Bowl. The other day I'm watching, is it the Ticket City Bowl? There's the Motor City Bowl. I mean, outside of like five bowl games, they're all just silly. But they're fun because they're one last chance to watch your team play football. You know, basically, let's face it, the season is over except for four teams. You know, and then the season is over, and so your 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 reward is getting to play in an exhibition football game. So they're just fun in that way. But it was cold today over at Yankee Stadium. It it started in the in the high thirties, maybe it was like thirty nine, forty. By the time the sun went down, because the kickoff was two p.m. Eastern time, it got real cold. I mean, it it had to be in the low thirties. And then I went up to the upper deck to film some stuff. And the wind was whipping up there. And I think with the wind chill, it was in the 20s. And it was funny because up there, there's a whole bunch of concession stands, but nobody's at them because, as you might imagine, the upper deck is uh, kind of kind of sparse. And I mean, that's the other thing. These, these are not even bowl games that are sold out. How can you tell Christian McCaffrey to take it seriously when it's not even a sellout? A Sun Bowl's not going to sell out. I doubt the Citrus Bowl is. Most bowls don't. So I'm up there, and I don't know. For me, drinking beer in freezing cold weather is very – it's a tough sell. I've done it. One of the coldest games I've ever been at was actually the stadium series, hockey, Rangers, and Islanders at Yankee Stadium a couple of years ago. I took my brother for Christmas, and, I mean, I I think it was single digits, and then with wind chill, it was in the negatives. And, oh, my God, I had three pairs of pants on. I had three pairs of socks on. I had two jackets, and I was still freezing cold. And we had some beers, but outside of the kind of cool idea that your beer stays colder if it's outside versus when you're normally outside and your beer gets warm, you know, outside of the cool thing where, like, your beer gets colder when it's out of the fridge, it's not very enticing to drink freezing liquids when you're freezing. And so there's these, you know, you got all these stands for for baseball summer games that say ice cold beer and it's 30 degrees and you're going i don't want ice cold beer i want room temperature beer ice cold beer does not sound enticing to me at all not appetizing and then there are also ice cream stands dipping dot stands the ice cream of the future and again i'm like it's 30 degrees i don't want ice cream so <laughs> you have these uh stadiums that are built for summertime fair hosting things in the winter, and it's just all off. The whole thing is totally off. But I think I got some good footage. I think you'll enjoy it. The other thing which I respect is the press box at Yankee Stadium is open air. So sometimes you just have the media going to these events, and you get kind of blocked off from the reality because you close the doors or the windows are closed in front of you, and you can't even basically hear the fans outside. It's like your hermetically sealed bomb shelter with a window. And this is open air. So you're in the middle of it, and it also means it's freezing. So you know how your phone loses battery power way faster when it's cold? 
today, I mean, I could watch my battery going down because I'm sitting in the press box and I'm trying to work on stuff for Nomad and and for the show and all of that. And my phone, the battery, I'm actually watching it go down. Watching it percentage by percentage point just go down. So anyway, that's going to be next week's Nomad. I'll probably talk about that on the air tonight as well on the DA show. Uh, We've got Bart Scott in studio with us on a Wednesday night. By the time you hear this, the Bart Scott night will be over, but I'm sure it's going to have some fireworks. So if you want to check out the Bart Scott night, remember, full episodes of The Da is available on iTunes. Okay, so you can go there and subscribe for free. Also, it is on our website, daoncbs.com. That is side A of the PGP. Side B is right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP Permission Granted Podcast. I am not your executive producer, Sean Morash. I am not the thictator. I am not the chunk man. This is Jolting Joe D, associate producer, Filling in for Sean Marash here on side B, joined by fellow associate producer James Ward. James, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Joe D? It's kind of like we're taking over the PGP while Mr. Marash is sitting at home. Yeah, we're taking over the PGP. We're somewhat taking over the mothership because we all know when Marash is out, he does zero work and lets it make sure that you and I have total control of the mothership along with DA. So, of course, we will have a busy week while Marash, like you said, sits at home and eats his Christmas leftovers. Yeah, and the big guys got, I mean, it must be nice to work Monday through Friday and just have all these vacation days to burn at the end of the year. So you and I don't have that benefit as we work every weekend. And obviously things come up on the weekend. You need to use a day here or there. And by the time you get to the end of the year, all your days are gone. Well, Mraz gets to the end of the year and he's got like eight days left, so he decides to burn them all between Christmas and New Year's and just have a nice little staycation at home with his couch and his his Fritos. And do absolutely nothing, and that's actually a great point because it's as if Mraz is back in high school and has, you know, that two-week, that one-week off right after Christmas break. This is his Christmas break as if he was still back in school. It's kind of pathetic that he's able to pull this off. It's a good point because he actually said before he left last week, oh, I'll see you, see you in a couple of weeks. I got Christmas vacation. I'm like, bro, what are you, 16? And <laughs> you're you- an adult. You're married. You don't get Christmas vacation. You're, you're leaving Joe D and I hanging. You're leaving DA hanging. The host of the show is working meaning the executive producer of the show should also be working as well. Or at least contributing somewhat. I mean, I'm a little grateful that I've been able to communicate with Mraz. He hasn't gone completely silent, which he also said. He was debating on uh, which, on if he would not use his phone or social media and just completely escape. I'm glad he hasn't gone down that route. And quite frankly, I don't think he would have been able to go down that route. So at least he's somewhat communicating, but he's being his typical lazy self and not contributing at all. Yeah, a lot of lot of Cheetos dust on those fingers these days. And especially with all the college football on, I know he's not a huge college football fan, but you got bowl games on every day. I think the big guy hasn't left his couch all week. What do you think? You know what? He The only reason why Sean left his couch is because currently he does not have a couch. Apparently, Santa bought him a new couch. 
So there's and it's supposed to ship within the next couple of days, and it hasn't arrived. So I'm pretty sure his um his living room situation, as of right now, he has just a beach chair. <laughs> so he's just sitting in the middle of an empty room that has a TV, of course. So not really empty, but no couch, nothing. Sitting in a beach chair. I mean, can you imagine that? It's funny when I moved into my apartment now that I share with my fiance. I moved in two months before she moved in because she had to, to fill out her lease in Florida, and she had tons of furniture. I didn't really have a lot. So the first two months of me living here was a TV and a chair, and the chair got, I got like two or three weeks into it. So a lot of it was a, the TV and like a yoga mat and like towels. That was my, my, my living arrangement. So I, I could, it's not a good scene. That's definitely not something that you aspire to, especially with a big – Week 17 in the NFL and the college football playoffs coming. Hopefully the big guy gets his couch soon. He definitely needs that couch, and he will break that couch in, that's for sure. Now, you said you were living, you basically only had a chair. Was it like a love seat, or was it an actual, like, or, or was it a kitchen cha- uh, kitchen table chair? No, it was, well, it first started out with yoga mats and a, a towels, as I, as I said, but I actually got a big recliner chair from a neighbor two blocks away that I saw on Craigslist. And I actually had to carry it up five flights of stairs by myself. And it seemed like a good idea at the time until I actually had to figure out how to do it. Steel inside, it was probably the heaviest thing I've ever lifted in my life. I can't pick it up by myself now, so I have no idea how I actually carried it up five flights of stairs at the time. Yeah, you'd probably have just been better off with the yoga mats and the towels and just just waiting it out and letting the movers do the hard work here. Yeah, that's it's uh, next time. Next time, I think I'm gonna. And I actually have a huge couch now, but it, I, I have no idea how I'm gonna get it in or out of my apartment when it's time to actually move. So it's uh, not a good scene. Any chance now, once Mraz gets this new couch, that he does any work in terms of trying to put it in the house, or is it completely hay movers? This is all on you. You know, I was trying to picture that. I can't imagine him picking anything up and moving anything because he's a big <laughs> complainer. He complains about everything. Uh, uh, do I need this? I got to move the couch. I got to pick it up. I, uh. So, I mean, he complains about everything. He complains about the chairs, the studio. He complains about, you know, parking. Coming so to work, working. Yeah, yeah everything. Work, working, everything. So there's no – I cannot picture him picking up a couch and moving it. Someone is clearly going to have to do that for him. I can actually picture his wife moving the couch before I can picture Sean moving the couch. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. I pretty much picture Sean like sitting, standing by like the kitchen where you could see the living room just to keep an eye out to make sure everything's all right. Kind of just nodding, saying, you know, all right, yeah, good job, guys. Like, yeah, a little bit every- to the right, maybe a little to the left. Exactly. Him commanding and everybody else doing all the work. That's what I see you know, once this new couch comes in for sure. Yeah, there's no way. he. I mean, he's not going to pick it up. He's not going to move it. He's going to stand there, kind of kind of watch everyone move it, order them around, whether it's movers or other family members. It's He's, he's lazy. There's no way around it. He's just lazy. And we are well aware that all of the D-Aliens are well aware of how lazy Sean is. And we'll, get, we'll definitely get into that some more a little later on side B here. But, you know, James, the holidays just passed. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. DA this year, rather than getting us gifts, which he's done in the past, 
last year. He got us all um, old school football swe- uh, sweatshirts. Packers for me, Giants for you, and the big guy. This year, instead, DA decided to take us out for pretty much a Chinese feast down in Chinatown, where you, myself, Mraz, and of course DA, after after the show last Monday night, just went to went to town in terms of eating and what seemed to me as endless amount of Chinese food. And you know me, I'm not a Chinese eater. I don't like it, but I did it. And I tell you what, I would definitely do it again. Let me tell you, those were some of the best dumplings I've ever had in my life. And I'm not a big dumpling guy, but those dumplings were great. So we started off with the dumplings. I think we had what shrimp and then like a pork meat mixture the, Sounds the about crust, right. The crust of the dumplings was perfect. Like a little bit of sauce, piping hot. And then we also had beef buns, which, I mean, those beef buns were basically, for those not familiar with beef buns, I know they're kind of like a, for lack of a better term, like a boutique Chinese food. Not really available on your local, uh, your local Chinese restaurant. It, it's kind of, you have to go to like an authentic Chinese restaurant to get it. Wait, it's what? basically like what? a biscuit with... Like barbecued spare ribs or barbecued beef ribs inside. Oh, wait! Those things were tremendous. James, I thought they were pork buns. They're beef buns. Maybe they were pork buns. I I don't remember to be honest. I don't think they were pork buns and beef buns. Isn't like a beef bun basically like a hamburger though? It's but it's the same thing. The, The beef bun or the pork bun. It's like a like a biscuit with like meat stuffed inside. So the ones we had were were pork buns. I'm pretty sure they were pork buns, but I'll tell you what, they, the, the actual bun, the bun was scrumptious. That thing was delicious, melted right in your mouth. And then one, once you went into that meat, a little bit of barbecue sauce in there, or is that barbecue sauce? What do they use there? It's like that, that hot red, like barbecue, or that hot red, red, like spare rib sauce. The spare rib sauce, man, that was good. You no, know, like it's like bright red. It looks so artificial, but tastes so good. Probably is artificial, but it did taste so good. Yeah, definitely artificial. And- I so I think between between the four of us, Sean and I were just we were savages. We both ate so much food. Yeah, actually, you know, Sean was a savage because him and Da after we all destroyed dumplings, the first round of pork buns, and we each got our own meal. DA and Sean decided to get another round of pork buns because the thictator just couldn't have enough. You, on the other hand, you ate your own meal, you ate everything else, and then you were like a vulture eating everybody else's food. Hey, you going to finish that? Can I have your rice? Hey, <laughs> can I try some of your chicken? Yeah, sure, James. What You, have it. you look like you haven't ate for days. Hey. I like to eat. I mean, Clearly. a lot of the, a lot of the aliens only really know me as an eater from my disgraceful performance in the wienership and in the chicken challenge. But as I said at the time, I'm not a sprinter. I'm a marathon runner. So you put keep putting plates of food in front of me. I will definitely eat these plates of food. I don't get full. It's just it doesn't happen. I get full maybe once or twice a week, and it usually involves multiple plates and multiple bowls of ice cream. So. It was a good night for me because you guys, you know, none of you finished your meals, so I just kept that load my plate up and and cleaned it off. Pretty much, you were the garbage disposal. You pulled off the Mraz and cleaned off everyone's plate. Now Mraz looked pretty. Uh, 
His belly looked pretty satisfied and full, especially after the uh, the second round of pork buns. Yeah, puffiness with sodium. His his salt intake that night because he had what a couple couple dumplings, couple pork buns, a uh, big plate of sesame chicken. Uh, definitely, definitely a little bloated, but that those dumplings, man, the dumplings and the pork buns. Some of the best I've ever had, and that's one of the best things, best parts about living in New York, is that all of these like authentic, different kinds of cuisines. It's all authentic because there's just so many, you know, different kinds of people living in the city that you could really get authentic kinds of food from any different of ethnicities. There's just you know tons of different varieties, and they all taste so good. I'm gonna be honest. I thought we were only going for like the appetizers. The, the you know we were gonna try pretty much every single dumpling. DA was going to pull out the pork buns and whatever other buns that he knows of at these uh, Chinese establishments. But then w- once we ordered those and then we were we ordered we doubled up and got our own meals. I was in I was I was in a food coma. I couldn't move. Oh, it was good. I think I actually came home and ate ice cream that night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think you're the fat you're the fat ass of the group. Not me, not Sean. Hey, as you and I both know. He he eats a lot, but he doesn't do anything. I eat a lot, but I work out every single day. And that Monday night, I had actually worked out for two hours at the gym and then gone to play an hour's worth of basketball. So unless you feed your body, you can't do that type of activity without feeding your body. So I really, really eat a lot um, because you have to. If you're if you're burning that much that many calories a day, you really need to to fill it up. So. Yeah, I eat ice cream every day. I eat like a slob. I had nachos last night at like ten thirty at night. It's just part of who I am, and I'm 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 proud of that. You're disgusting. You and Sean, <laughs> you're both you're both actually disgusting. I sometimes wonder what am I doing working with these two pigs. At least Da <laughs> Da likes to enjoy himself, but he's not a pig like you two. Let's be honest here. I hey, I'm a self-proclaimed pig. One of one of my fiance's greatest lines in the history of us dating. She said, "How about this?" I don't want to hear about you being hungry anymore. Just tell me when you're full. And other than that, I'll assume that you're hungry. So just let me know when you're full next time. Sounds like a smart woman. Yeah. Oh, tremendous. Sounds like she knew what she was talking about, clearly. She knew you well, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. But- I. It's, it's. again, I'm proud of it, though. I love to eat. I, I passed two bills this, today uh, over, the, over the holiday season, so. You're officially I'm, two spins? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm actually, goodness. I'm. I'm two spins and rising. I actually got up to to 205 uh, after my Christmas Day plate. My goodness, Jimmy, you're really entering Chubbo Nation here. You realize you're very close to Chubbo Nation. What's the what's the the weight limit for Chubbo Nation? Is you it know two what? spins? That's actually a good question because I don't think that's officially been established. It could be though 250 or just uh, just that two spins. You know, two bills. You're right yeah, there. I'm never, I'm never getting to 250, but I mean 210, 205. I don't think I'm going to gain much more weight. But what do you think the but, big? What do, you, what do you think the big guys weighing in at right after Christmas? Oh, uh, the big guys got to be 250 plus, 260. Oh. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling he's right around that range. The diet right out the door. And I was in. I was at the Mirage Compound. For Thursday night football, Eagles Giants, and I saw the damage he did there, and I could only imagine that was just the beginning of the end 
Because, you know, you had Christmas Eve that Saturday, Christmas Day on Sunday, and now a whole week off? Forget it. He's doomed. Oh, he's he. This guy does so much damage during football season. He just... He can't can't lay off the buffet table during football season. Too much damage, Jimmy. I swear to you, man. That when the Giants went down fourteen nothing, Sean took a piece of pizza which already had meatballs on it. This man decided to crumble up, crumble up pretzels, chips, and take a a a a big scoop of buffalo chicken dip, throw it on the pizza, shove it down his gullet. I kid you not. Oh, all that's that. gross. Disgusting. He's pathetic. Pathetic, disgusting, and he should be ashamed of himself. And he should be ashamed of himself for leaving me and you out to dry all week producing the mothership. Yeah, I mean, again, we touched on it earlier. What's he doing? I know he's got these days, but to leave us high and dry for this week on the mothership, it's it's just not right. He shouldn't be doing this. And again, I know that DA touched on this last night on the DA show as we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. How about the big guy taking DA's pick and going with the Browns this week after he poo-pooed DA's thoughts all week that the Browns would actually finally get a win against the Chargers? He actually picked it for his up-the-gut blog after he dismissed it all week from DA. Embarrassing. No stones on that man. No stones. He should no, be ashamed of himself. He's a, he's, he's a welcher. And now, now he's a traitor jumping off the ship. That, that's not a good look for anyone. All right, Jimmy, listen, I hate to cut this short, but I got to work on a cold open, book some guests, and do everything else. So follow James on Twitter at James Ward CBS. You could follow me on Twitter at Joe D CBS. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, everyone had a happy holiday. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And most importantly, have a happy, healthy new year. Tune in next week to see if Jimmy and I survive. Is Marez going to survive? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.